Welcome to Live on Purpose Radio with Dr. Paul Jenkins, where you will hear inspiring stories of ordinary people doing extraordinary things. Feed your mind with a regular dose of positive energy and show up for your life every day on purpose. Living on purpose means that you have a purpose and you do it intentionally. And now, here's your host, Dr. Paul. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Live on Purpose Radio. This is Dr. Paul, the shrink who expands your life. I'm excited to be back here with a guest who appeared not too long ago on this show. I'm here today with Connie Sokol. Say hello, Connie. Hello. So glad to be here. I'm glad to have you back. It's not been too long ago that we got together. And, that was uh, for Faithful, Fit, and Fabulous. Faithful, Fit, and Fabulous. Connie is the author of this fantastic little book called Faithful, Fit, and Fabulous, and I think it was just coming out. Yes. When we talked before, yes, and I've had a chance to spend a little bit of time in that book and also hear some feedback from some of our listeners about it, and uh, I'm thrilled. Neat stuff. Yes, the crux of this whole thing is let's just take ourselves a little less seriously. Yes, let's take these steps toward some worthwhile goal that we have, but not create too much pressure. To be perfect all of the time. I mean, these are some of the things that I'm remembering. Yes, and that 80%. Just go at it 80%. In fact, we just barely finished another eight-week challenge because we do eight-week challenges using the book. And just one goal a week for eight weeks. And I have just loved getting these goal sheets and feedback from this, these women all over the country that did these eight-week challenges and what they accomplished and then how their perspective changed when they started seeing, wow, just one goal a week makes all the difference. That they can take one little chewable chunk of their lives and they can move forward. And then that opens up other doors and it makes them feel more free instead of this huge mm-hmm. thing they're supposed to accomplish while mm-hmm. still doing life. So that's the beauty of that. And this chewable chunks idea, Mm. Uh, you don't have to swallow the whole thing. That's right. And it's not so enjoyable. I mean, that's life should be enjoyable. Not that it's a giddy parade every day, but it should have this joy factor. It should have where we feel like, wow, I'm, I'm growing, I'm progressing, rather than this sort of beat myself up if I didn't make everything exactly just the way it was supposed to be today. And so that's the crux of, of that book is just really addressing eight key areas and then taking it just 80% at a time, one chewable chunk, and then seeing that progression. And that's the joy. That whole 80% idea. You (laughs) shared that with me last time you were here. Give us a quick review of that, will you? What's that? It's being able to approach your life and say, you know, I I want to get financially savvy. I want to have healthy connections. I want to be able to create a personal life vision. And I want to get fit and fabulous. And I want to do all these things. But especially women feel completely overwhelmed looking at all the things that they say, wow, I need to have this all changed today. And I say, no fair doing that. If if you can work towards 80%, you've got to get to 80% before you get to 100. So if you can just work towards creating 80% stability and solid rhythm in those eight key areas of your life, you're doing great mm-hmm. and you're going to be way happy. And I have found that in my life. I mean, I, it's not like I don't have issues. I have a son, my oldest has Asperger's syndrome and we have kids who have ADHD and we have low-lying depression because there's lots of things in our whoa, wonderful whoa, whoa, whoa. family hey, history. Connie, hang on a minute. <laughs> I th- now, you're an author. You write about that. You don't have these actual challenges. Can you imagine? What's up with that? And that's what's <laughs> so great is that it's not this, you know, kind of pie-in-the-sky thing. It's real daily life. 
getting it together, enjoying it by using a few key principles and not overwhelming yourself, but being able to focus your energy on a few things so that you can have that joy. Well, and I'm, I'm playing with you a little bit here because <laughs> you and I, mm. you know, we're on this show. That's right. We're supposed we're to be the experts. We're hosting this podcast, <laughs> right? And, and there's this perception, and I used to have it too, until I started meeting and associating with people who are writing books or they're on shows or whatever. And they're just people. That's right. They're just normal people who are doing life and they've learned some things that they want to share. That's right. But there's nothing that sets apart you or me from anybody else who's listening to this show today in terms of the principles and how they apply in our lives. That's right. It's really just the passion for it. I have a friend who loves gardening and I go to her all the time for information. And I love that. Or a friend that does cooking. She does Italian cooking like you can't believe. And I'm so glad that these women do these things because I don't have interest to go and know all the nitty gritty. I just want to go and have them tell me some key things that I can start using in my life. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's the difference is that for me, this is interesting. This is a passion for me is to help women create, especially women, but men and women, be able to create this balance and, and joy in their lives in a daily way, in a realistic way, rather than a sort of a pie in the sky, everything should be happy and why aren't you happy? Mm-hmm. Exactly. So that it's a real thing. That's right. It's real life. And that's the, way I, that's the reason I wanted to point that out, so that this can be more believable. Mm. Yeah, and this probably freaks you out sometimes when people get these perceptions of you as being something that you don't even recognize. Oh, yeah. It's too funny. After I speak like an education week or whatever. Mm-hmm. In fact, I remember one lady came up to me and just said, wow, you're just so put together. I just started laughing. I said, let me tell you what it was like before I came and spoke this morning. My baby was in this jumper thing and I was pushing it with my left toe. I was hurrying and putting on makeup. And my other daughter had a trauma because she about what she was wearing. I mean, And I just went through the whole thing. And she was All like, right. wow, this is just like my life. I'm like, yeah. Yeah, you think? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And that's the point. Yeah. Well, Connie, welcome back. Thank you. I guess that was the long way around. Hey, <laughs> you know, we had a fun conversation Thank before. You. We've had, we've had, I think in the short time that we've published that show, we've had over a thousand downloads mm. of that particular conversation. And when you contacted me and said, hey, I got another book. Mm. And I thought, awesome. Let's <laughs> talk about that one. So can you introduce your new book to us? And then yes. let's talk about some of the principles behind that. Would love to. I am so thrilled about this book. It's called Motherhood Matters, Joyful Reminders of the Divinity, Reality, and Rewards of Motherhood. And oh, I have to tell you the funniest beautiful. thing about this book, because I felt for a long time, I've just wanted to really validate the whole concept of motherhood and by extension, parenthood. You know, it's just not really valued so much in our society nowadays. And, mm. and so I've been thinking about it. Anyway, Faithful came out and a week later, my publisher offered me a contract to write a, a book on motherhood. And I said, that would be great. And then a week later, I found out I was pregnant with our seventh <sighs> at the age of 45. It was the day after we took our son to college. And I was like, seriously? Oh, wow. <laughs> So then I thought, I am really going to be keyed into this whole motherhood thing. And I was worried because I thought, oh, I'm going to be nauseous my first trimester. Well, this is, I'm under deadline to do this. Mm-hmm. But I have to tell you, the great thing 
for me was to be able to immerse myself in lots of research and talks and, and people's experience, women's experience of motherhood. And I came away with such a profound reminder of what we do as parents, the influence and the power in parenthood. It, it is amazing. And mm. so for me, it could not have been better timing because I really felt it, you know, especially being pregnant. I really felt yes. it. And at this different phase of life where you're in the total functional part of life and and I forgot the, the joy and the beauty and the importance of it. And that's what this book is for. There's no real to-dos in there. It's really about, it's uplifting, it's inspiring. Um, well, I'm hoping, but that's the feedback mm-hmm. I'm getting. It's inspiring, mm-hmm. it's it's upbeat, it's reminding, it's on those days when you just want to run away from being a parent or you want to just remember, why am I doing this again? It's yes. to remember. And that perspective can carry you through yes. all kinds of challenging stuff. Yes, Parenting, and this is really touching on some things that I have a passion for. And uh, you know that the, Vicki and I, well, I don't know if you knew this or not, Connie, but Vicki and I have uh, hosted another podcast called Parental Power. <gasps> Fantastic. And we're, we're on a little pause for that right now as we're d- putting some other things together with our website and things like that. But we're going to be resuming that soon. That's great. Where we talk about parenting principles, and we've noticed a lot of things about how Sometimes parents kind of lose themselves mm. in the role. Exactly. Or they get out of balance. Yes. Talk about what some of your experience has been with, and especially as you've put together this new book. And by the way, and we'll, we'll come back maybe and plug this a little later on too, because <laughs> the bulk of our initial listeners on this are going to be getting it before Mother's Day. That's right. In this year, 2012. That's right. Uh, I don't know when you guys are listening to this particular episode, but (laughs) hey, if you're in time for Mother's Day, this is a great thing to consider. Oh, yes. It is great for any age. So talk to us about about what you've seen, about balance, uh, about creating or maintaining your own identity Mm-hmm. through all of this, just wherever that leads you, Connie, what, you bet. what well, comes I, to mind? I've noticed particularly with women, um, that there, there's this tendency for women to get married and they shove the woman part aside. There are three parts to us and it's woman, wife, and mother, or for a man, it's a man, husband, and father. Okay. So you talk about women because you are one. That's right. Exactly. <laughs> so just across the board, apply this if you're a man, but it, it I have noticed it is the same principles across the board. Mm-hmm. And I mm-hmm. noticed this for my husband. We have these same conversations. My focus is on the children. His is on his work at work. And yet we deal with those parallel principles and issues. How do you keep those three separate roles and keep them balanced? Because I've noticed, Mm -hmm. like I said, for women, I see them push it aside. I remember this one woman I met years ago and we were talking about hobbies and I was talking about passions and things like that. And she said, Oh, I put my hobbies in a closet when I started having kids, when I got married and started having children. And I remember thinking, okay, I'll see you in a couple of years because you are going to be dying on the vine. Mm -hmm. And sure enough, a couple of years later, she called me and said, Connie, I don't know what's wrong with me. I don't have motivation for anything. I feel depressed all the time. I'm like, well, sweetum. <laughs> and I uh. gave her a CD and said, listen, it is so vital that you don't neglect the woman part of you. And that's so important for not only yourself, but for your spouse and your children to see you're a real person that you still have interests and desires and, and you still have things that you're pursuing and growing in. That's 
vital to not only you feeling happy about life, but progression in your relationship with your husband. He doesn't want to be, you know, married to the same person from 25 years ago. He wants someone who is progressing and alive. And, and women have a hard time giving themselves permission to do that. Men are a little mm. bit better about that. They just are not seemingly as, as aware they need to devote more time to that. But women feel that need, but then they feel guilty about taking it. And so that's an issue. Yeah. The guilt piece that gets in the way, doesn't it? So I think one thing I know that's helpful um, for men and women is what I call absolutes. And I encourage them to understand and know their absolutes. And that is, it's kind of jumping ahead to say you're 95 and you say, I'm looking back on my life. You know, what is it that I say, this made a great life. Wow. I loved my life because blah, 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 X, Y, and Z. Mm -hmm. And generally speaking, that's going to be relationships. It's going to be the relationship with yourself, with your spouse, with your children, extended family, that kind of a thing, your friends. Sure. So when you look at that, say every day, am I doing something that's filling those bank accounts on those absolutes? And for me, I may have early Alzheimer's anyway, now that I'm (laughs) older, but I, I have it kind of on my fingers of my hand and I just have five absolutes that I do something towards every day. So for me personally, it's Mm. going to be different for every everyone. But for me personally, that's, I do something for God, myself, my husband, my children, and then to contribute. So how that might look in a given day is for me personally, I'm going to pray and some other people that would be meditate or read something that's uplifting. I'm going to pray and then maybe I'll go on the treadmill. So I exercise, that's something for me. And then for my husband, maybe I'll give him a back rub that night, or maybe I won't get upset with him for something that he did during the day that was completely justified. Because he's going to. That's right. And then for my kids, maybe I'll make him their favorite snack. And then to contribute, maybe I'll write an article or I'll do a talk or do something or an interview like I'm doing now. Mm -hmm. And that's, and then I'm just doing a little snippet every day to those absolutes. And if I'm fulfilling those core accounts every day, then I'm generally 80% of the time, I'm going to be pretty satisfied. I'm going to be pretty fulfilled no matter what right. kind of waves come. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. by the time you're 95, you will have put that time and energy into those things that mattered most. And it really is, again, that chewable chunks. It really is those little coins that make all the difference. Because you're on purpose. That's right. This is what's really important to you. This is what, when looking back on your life, you're going to want to say, hey, you know, I handled this. I took this on. This is what was meaningful to me. That's right. And I put that time into it because, you know, as you get older as a parent, you realize how quickly that time goes with your children and with your spouse. That time, that window closes very quickly. Even though when you're they're young, you feel like, oh, these days are endless and it's mm. never going to end. But you realize that time, you really don't have them till they're 18. You have them until they're maybe 12 or 13 and they're already going towards their friends and not as connected to parents. They are still, but not in that same way. They're starting to break away and get in that independence. And that's normal and that's good. You want that. But you only have a certain amount of time to create those connections and those bonds and forge those mm-hmm. that are going to really matter, mm-hmm. especially mm-hmm. later on. So knowing those absolutes, I think is huge. And it's easy to get distracted. Well, and that's another thing. Yeah. I'm not sure that the, uh, the condition of your bathroom floor <laughs> is one of those absolutes. You know what I mean? That's right. Now having a clean home. Uh, yeah. It's great. important. It's got to be tidy. Uh, yeah. Awesome. Let's put that in there somewhere. But this isn't the kind of thing you're going to look back on and say, I spent time every single day. That's right. Making sure that I was sweeping that floor or doing that's those right. dishes or 
Or that yard looks so good, you know. Your kids aren't going to come back years from now and say, oh, mom, I just remember how clean our bathroom was. <laughs> That's exactly right. And and mm. it's those memories that you're making, you know, it, and kind of skipping to the mother thing. But I was just thinking the other day, I was laughing with a friend. I said, I remember when we used to work together as, as family, you know, my kids love to talk. And I have always, I used to clean houses when I was young. I don't like to talk when I'm cleaning. I like to get in and get it done. And I remember turning to one of my kids one time who was just yammy, yammy. And I just said, I'm sorry, I don't talk when I clean. Let's just get in and get it done. Wrong answer. (laughs) Here's this moment, this perfect moment of cleaning side by side. Uh You know, and you learn those things as you go along. Family is not distraction. And yet, as women especially, but men do this too, we sort of shove the kids aside. I'll I'll be with you in a minute. Or I'll I'll get right to you. But can you scoot? I need to get something done. Instead of realizing, wow, this is is the moment. These are the things that are important. And I think as, as, you know, balancing that woman or man... I think that's another key is is understanding the hidden costs, understanding yes. what's what what's in it and what it's going to cost you if you don't take that moment. And making sure we don't sacrifice things of greater value. Bingo. We'll be right back. This is Kirk Weasler to tell you about morebetterbooks.com. MoreBetterBooks.com is where you can find more better books for a more better life. Not only that, let me tell you about some of the very fun and cool select titles on MoreBetterBooks.com. You'll want to get a copy of The Dog Poop Initiative. This best-smelling book could change your life forever. It certainly changed the lives of thousands of Boeing employees, as well as school teachers, parents, leaders across the United States and in Israel and in Germany. And you can get your own copy at morebetterbooks.com. Whoa, that's not all. What about The Cookie Thief? This classic tale told in a rhyming format, fully illustrated with very fun hit messages. Pick up a copy now today on morebetterbooks.com. Other great titles there, Finding Your Pathway to Mastery, Beyond Illusions, Make It Great, these titles are only available on morebetterbooks.com. Go to morebetterbooks.com today and begin to have a more better life and live that life on purpose. Thank you for joining me for the Live on Purpose radio podcast. It is truly an honor to be a part of your prosperity team. Please visit the website drpaul.org where you will be able to sign up for Empower, a quick inspiring message that will be sent right to your inbox several times a month. Click on the blog link to share your comments and be part of the discussion. You can also pick up powerful information products and stay in touch with upcoming events, all to assist you in creating and living a life that you love. Share Live On Purpose Radio with someone in your life today, and thanks for listening. To be what we are and to become what we are capable of becoming is the only end of life. Robert Louis Stevenson Connie, you and I are very aware of something that the listeners aren't until now because I'm spilling the beans. 
We're doing this without our podcast techie. I know, and you're doing amazing. And I'm scrambling here and there because you know what? Brennan is awesome. <laughs> and now you're going to really <laughs> appreciate him today. <laughs> I do. Well, he got up at six o'clock this morning and came over and set up the equipment. He says, Dad, all you have to do is just push this button and that button. And I'm like, whoa. <laughs> and we had a little technical difficulty, but yes. It's uh, all good. You know what? Appreciate the good people in your life who That's just do right. all of these wonderful things. And, and kudos to you, Brennan, for making Live on Purpose Radio possible. <laughs> anyway. Well, you started off, Connie, a little earlier. You were talking about balance and and these roles that we take on. And you mentioned three of them. Mm -hmm. Obviously, that first one is all about yourself, your role as a woman or a man. That's right. And and as a person who has feelings and who has uh, interests and things. You got to take care of that role and don't just let it go. That's right. But there's some others. That's right. And so after you kind of identified that, you you do your hobbies, you do some things that are interested, involve your families. Maybe you're throwing those clay pots and you're like, come here, let me show you how to do this. Sharing those that those parts of you that are that are strictly you, that's so huge. Then it's really balancing your relationship with your spouse because that's number one. And mm. women tend to, out of the goodness of their heart, you know, they become a mother and suddenly the husband is like, who? You know, husband who? Because they, they know that those needs need to be met first and foremost and it's built in it really is and so to take care of the kids to take care of the kids first and and Mm -hmm. and yeah and men understand that to a degree i think but i don't think women understand also how much that takes over what's going on and how neglected a man can feel and so Mm -hmm. in order to have that kind of balance with your husband just a couple of quick things that are really helpful the first thing is give your spouse eyeballs for 15 minutes a day so it doesn't matter when it is maybe it's at dinner maybe you're texting him even and saying hey i can't to see you and then when you see each other it's eyeballs or it's right before you go to bed mm. but sometime where you are looking into each other's eyes and at the back of the head at the computer is not considered okay so like right. at our house I know dinner time our kids sit down and I mean it's just pandemonium everybody wants to talk and share but then when it comes to before dessert we say well let's clean up and they scatter you know they're gone and so my husband and I get a good 10 minutes of being able to to chat and if they come back and talk to us we say oh I think it's time to clean up and they scatter so we're able to have that time you know where we're awake and we can debrief from the day and it's so important now this is so important for women because we get very upset by the fact that our husbands don't give us good feedback not like a girlfriend a girlfriend go oh my oh really what happened then and the facial expressions and everything they're engaged with exactly Mm -hmm. and they're very animated and men not so much and so they can start to feel like men don't care about what they're saying the other night it was too hilarious my husband came home from very stressful day and unloaded and and was able to debrief with me during dinner time we had had late dinner because he got home late And then afterwards, he was like relieved. Okay. And then he went upstairs to go Mm -hmm. in the office and look at the news on the computer. And so I went up to the bedroom and I was getting things kind of taken care of. And I thought, no, 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 no. I don't, I don't want to feel this way, which is I felt neglected, you know? So instead, you women, we go in a huff and then we start slamming cabinet doors and we're just thinking of all the things that he said he'd never do. Like 1980, he said he put up a shed and you know, you think of all these things in your mind drives you crazy. And I just went into the office and said, Hey, sugar plum. You know, I'm glad that we got to debrief about your day, but hey, equal time. I need some, some, a few minutes, you know, I need some of your eyeballs so I can hear about, you can hear about my day. And he was like, oh, I'm sorry, Uh, hon. Of course. Yeah. He's like, here, let me get out of this chair, which I thought was really fabulous. And he came in and we sat on the bed and we had connection. And it's not that he's not willing to do it. No. Most of the time men are willing. 
Yes, but they're kind of brain dead. And not aware they, that that's what you needed. They're happy to be satiated and, and not they're not thinking. That's not a bad thing. And I'm not trying to no. diss all of our male listeners No, not today. at all. But we're on different kind of wavelengths sometimes. That's right. And, and he's more than willing to provide that for you. But sometimes you need to give him a little... Indication. Indication, a little signal. Hey, this is what's up for now. That's right. And and do it with a little humor and a little fun. And... and let him know 15 minutes because I think it helps men to know that this is not, mm-hmm. you're not going to go on about the napkin colors for a half an hour. He just will not be able to survive. But you need to decompress just like he does. Exactly. And it's okay for him to just kind of receive that. And guys, okay, you're getting some good pointers here today from Connie. <laughs> because sometimes, and, and I've seen this with men a lot of times, they'll say, they'll sense, I mean, they pick up the energy. The dog knows something's wrong. That's right. Okay. And so he'll come to you and say, well, what's the matter, honey? What's wrong? And she'll say nothing. Nothing. That's right. Nothing. I mean, she's lying through her teeth. Right? That's right. Because she knows if she starts on it, it's just going to go nowhere. And that's why it's so important for women, especially to use a little sense of humor. You know, stay upbeat and light about it. Yes. Absolutely. Not so intense, but you're not listening to me, but just light. Yeah, put the drama to bed. Let's just take care of, take care of balancing that peace. That's right. Where you're taking care of yourself in that way, but you're also taking care of this relationship, this key relationship in your family. And I agree with what you said about that. Your spousal relationship is the number one relationship within the family. Yes. It comes second to the, to yourself. Yes. Okay. You got to be taking care of yourself, but the kids come after that. That's right. And I'm not saying they're not important. They're on the list. That's right. Well, and, and that's the thing is, is saying, is it really vital, the needs that I'm meeting for the kids over the needs for my husband? And, and I just want to make mm-hmm. this point really quickly, and hopefully this comes across in a good way. But especially for women, I think um, one of the things I suggest when I'm in my speaking, my seminars, is asking your husband, what is one thing that I can prioritize right now? So for a man, ask your wife, what is one thing I can do for you in the next few weeks? Just one. There's lots mm-hmm. of things I'm sure on the list, but what's just the, the number one thing that I can do right now for you over the next couple of weeks that I can focus on? And that makes it so much easier. Oh, beautiful. And for women, mm-hmm. I so encourage them to focus on intimacy because I feel like, especially in this day and age, women are so tired as mothers. They've got so much that's going on that that gets pushed to the side and is sort of like an afterthought because mm-hmm. they're so mm-hmm. exhausted. It's not, they don't want to be with their husbands. They just, that's more energy to them. And does, for, they don't want it to be another thing on their chore that's list. That's right. And in fact, I brought this quote because it was fabulous. Um, it's from a lady who did an article in today's Christian woman and it's mm. fantastic. She said, I felt what I did all day was meet other people's needs. Whether it was caring for my children, working in church, or washing my husband's clothes, by the end of the day, I wanted to be done need meeting. I wanted my pillow and a magazine. But I felt prompted. Are the needs you meet for your husband the needs he wants met? If our daughters weren't perfectly primped, he didn't complain. If the kitchen floor needed mopping, he didn't say a word. And if he didn't have any socks to wear, he simply threw them in the washer himself. I soon realized I regularly said no to the one thing he asked of me. I sure wasn't making myself available to my husband by adhering to my plan for the day. I'd been so focused on what I wanted to get done and what my children needed, I'd cut my hubby out of the picture. And I think Mm. that that across the board, when I'm talking to women, that's exactly how they feel. It's a need meeting thing all day long. But instead, I encourage them and a a spouse, a husband, to make themselves available at least once, if not twice a week. And that can even be just caressing, 
connecting, Mm -hmm. just being side by side. Sometimes you go to bed and you're both on opposite sides and you're snoring within three minutes. There's no physical touch or connection and people can start feeling rejected. So and it again, doesn't have to be a sexual touch. It doesn't have to be. It but can it's just okay be connected. if it is too. Absolutely. And yeah. for women, I especially encourage make it a sexual touch at least once a week, because this is a way that a man feels approved of and loved mm-hmm. and connected with and, and accepted. And it's not, sometimes women have different ideas about that in this day and age. And also just with running around and again, that need meeting idea. So mm-hmm. again, mm-hmm. for balancing that relationship, I so encourage those two things, eyeballs for 15 minutes. And then that connection, that physical connection at least once or twice a week. Right. And this may be easier to do for some people than it is for others sure. that there's individual differences and preferences Absolutely. and things like that. But I'm, I'm intrigued with this whole male female thing too, because there are some predictable patterns. Absolutely. And when you said that that's something that women can do to take care of their husbands, you're right. I'm yes. going to agree with you on Absolutely. that. Husbands, there's a lot of things you can do to take care of your wives. Pay attention to what Connie said here about the eyeball time. Okay, the connecting, the listening, giving some feedback. Make it so that she understands at some level that you are interested in her as a person, what she's doing in her life, that it matters. That's right. And that goes a long way too. A lot of times, I think couples start to withhold those things from each sure. other. Sure. And, and then out of spite and or resentment. just feeling, yes. feeling deprived or whatever, then... Uh, you know, he pushes harder, she re- withdraws, and they're just trying to solve the problem. That's right. But understand what's going to solve it. That's right. It's time, touch, and attention. And and mm. putting those things, in, you know, energy mm-hmm. into those three areas, oh, yields great results. And very quickly, Huge. too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, this is concept of mileage. Yeah. You put in a little fuel again to get a lot of mileage that's out of it. That's right. That's right. Well, that's wonderful. Okay, so... We've still got another role to cover. That's right. The balancing of parent. And I I love this. And probably not just because I just wrote Motherhood Matters, but I love this one because there's, in our day and age, I remember a couple of ladies that were talking to me. They both had had 10 children. And I remember at the time I had five. And I said, I don't know how you did that. And they both immediately started laughing. These were older women. And they said, oh, no, no, no. Having 10 children in this day and age, totally different than 10 children years and years in that ago. Day, yeah. What's required now, supposedly, by society. It's so different. And that's the key is not just falling into society's expectations, but you Mm -hmm. stopping and saying clearly what matters most for us and our family right now in this season. And there's some great key things that you can do in order to balance. One of the things Mm -hmm. that I encourage is for, for parents to give their children more responsibility, give them more opportunity to stand up. These kids are so mature at an early age nowadays. And yet we as parents are generally enabling them. We're still doing for them. And when they can be doing for themselves and that, you know, we have all these books about how to increase your child's self-confidence and self-esteem. You know what increases it, them learning that they can do things and they can do them for themselves. I couldn't agree more. That is absolutely true. And we've done such a disservice to our kids. Yes. You know what, Vicki and I realized this when, well, we've realized it a number of times, but there was this one example where we went on a cruise. We were hosting a marital magic cruise a couple of years ago and the kids were, were left to take care of a few things. Yes. Okay, and we had appropriate supervision for them and stuff yes. like that, but they had increased responsibility. You know what? It was fascinating 
to see how that lit them up. Yes. That is exactly right. We just had the same experience. My husband and I went to New York for our 20th anniversary, and mm-hmm. we were going to hire someone to come in, and our 18-year-old, he's the one that has Asperger's syndrome, mind you, mm-hmm. and he said, we could do this. Mom, we, we can, can do this. We, we had 18, this. 15, 13, and I said, okay, because he wanted the money. you know. Yeah. So we said, okay, and you know what? They did. They cooked. They did laundry. They tidied. They drove to where they needed to go. They stepped up, and that's what parents, we need to do. I remember a couple of years ago, we got a trampoline, and I would always say, oh, wait till dad gets home, and he can put it together. And they were, what, 14 or something? And they're like, we can do it. They went out, and I'm thinking safety issue, you know? Yeah, but sure. they went out, they put it together. I had Dave go check it, and it was great. And now I've gone to them for putting together a computer chair and doing anything, the, the dryer, anything that needs to be done. They know they're the go-to guys, and that has increased their confidence. And now our oldest, the Asperger son, he wants to go into mechanical engineering. And so... Oh. I, all of these experiences, it's not just hurry, get on to the next thing. It's give them that opportunity. Have a cooking night where you have them cook a meal. And it could be hideous for the first 52 times, but you're teaching them. You're not getting out of this. I am looking with an eye of you becoming a future stellar adult. And so you are going to learn adult behaviors, mm-hmm. giving them the most, those opportunities. And yes. I, I think along with that is another important principle is allowing your children to be uncomfortable. Sometimes we don't want to make a mess, so we don't give them that. Or we, we don't want to disappoint them. Or as parents, sometimes we kind of walk on these eggshells. I don't know why, but we do. And I felt it too myself. Mm-hmm. And we don't want to be, have them be so disappointed. And Oh, that's a hard thing to go through. Too bad. This is important. And they can't do it anywhere better than in this healthy, nurturing family environment. So Please. allow them... To be uncomfortable. And in fact, there's this new term nowadays called neuroplasticity, where your children need to come up against futility in order to find their way around it and come up with better solutions. Again, increases their self-confidence. So give them opportunities to be uncomfortable. Validate. Say, I'm so sorry that we're not going to be able to do that or that that happened or that you're disappointed in that. Feel free to cry. Feel free to go yell on your pillow. You bet. That's frustrating. Feel whatever you're going to feel. That's right. But you're not going to go in and you're not going to go take him, get him an outfit because you want him to feel all better. You know, it's, it's, wow, this is a hard thing. I'll sit with you through it. So I'm going to put my support behind that comment too because it's like you're a psychologist or something. (laughs) Just a mom. A mom of six. (laughs) Well, and that's even better. But you know what? From my background in psychology, Understanding that you can do hard things will carry you through life. Yes. It absolutely will. Well, Connie, we've got just a few seconds left to wrap some things up Mm -hmm. here, and I wanted to make sure we point people back to this book. What a fantastic idea for a Mother's Day gift. Oh, it's so great. And for any age and any stage, that's what I've said. It's for those days that you're done with motherhood and you want to remember why you do this. And seriously, you guys, this would make a great gift. It's it's smaller in size. Mm-hmm. It looks like a it's little beautiful. gift book. Yes. Okay. And and it's kind of tied in visually to your other book. I, yes. I really like that. But it's called, again, Motherhood Matters. We will have a link on the website at liveonpurposeradio.com so you can get right to it. But you can also go through uh, your website, mm-hmm. the number eight, eight, the number eight, not the word, eightbasics.com. And they can get all of your books there and other absolutely. coaching services and things that you're offering. Yep, absolutely. Lots of fun stuff there, podcasts, videos, and things. Oh, wonderful. Connie, once so again. So fun. Could talk to you forever. Good so times. And we will have you back on. Because there's more to come. That's right. Lots to share. Go out there and balance those three key roles that you have. There's, There's so much that you can do. Live on purpose.